Uh, today is a bit of a different format because, uh, well, I have a bit of an announcement to na- make. For the next couple of weeks, for the next couple episodes, maybe longer, maybe less, uh, Nicoline will not be with us. Uh, she, uh, as you know, works at uh, her family's restaurant, and they are completely swamped all week through up till up till they close for Christmas and New Year's and stuff. So she is not available. She's working straight through the weeks all day long. Uh, full-time catering orders, reserve tables, all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to show up there. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to go there and eat. Uh, but speaking of which, as a replacement for the, a temporary replacement in this episode, we have my girlfriend. Uh, hello. Hi. She doesn't want to give up her name, so she's my girlfriend. We'll just call her Jean. Hi, I'm Jean. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I was in a good mood this morning when I agreed to do this, and I very much regret it now, but I said I'd do it, so here I am. Why aren't you in a good mood anymore? <laughs> I'm, I'm still in a good mood. Um, yeah, but uh, if you would ask me now, I would not have said yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But once you said it, you can't back out. This is going to be a painful couple hours. <laughs> this is going to be wonderful. As you were saying this, I was just looking at the list of topics I had today. I'm like, oh man, these are all gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? No, I don't want to talk about that. No, but you have been you have been mentioned many times on this podcast already, because um, you know we live together and you're a big part of my life, so you come up a lot. And it's always a little bit stilted to be like, oh, my girlfriend. Uh, uh, and actually, a couple of times I've said your name and I had to go back and edit your name out couple times like I actually like when it happened I took a look at what time the podcast was at I'm like all right one hour 23 somewhere around there I say well, her name thank you I very <laughs> much appreciate that uh, anyone who comes on this podcast if they don't want to have their name said or if any people leave a leave a voice comments to it through anchor fm so you don't want your name on there it's fine it's not a big deal I get it I personally don't care I, I say my name so does Nicoline but we also don't share the podcast on our own social media so we're kind of halfway in between on you we're kind of we're kind of like that too it's like we, we're we're not giving out our full name and address we're just using our first names which that could be anybody but you know we're also not publishing this to anybody we personally know like intentionally throwing it in their faces if someone finds it naturally through through social media or something like that then maybe they'll find it but we're not. I'm not really telling anybody about it except for people who are going to be on the show, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure why I feel this way. Because, honestly, when I look at it rationally, it doesn't matter. It's not that no, big I, of a deal. I it's mean, just if you're, a feeling. The only thing you should be worried about is, is what you say. Like, if you say something that could end up coming back to you. Because, I mean, you're not responsible for anything I say or anything we do on episodes that you're not on. So, we smoke a lot of weed on the podcast. Uh, but... For the record, she's not a weed smoker. Nope. Uh, she has partaken every once in a while, like anybody in the Netherlands has, but she's not really a weed smoker. Like, I, I smoke joints a lot, but she never has them every once in a while. And, as you guys know, uh, she's had a brownie or two or three. <laughs> but but, what, <laughs> but, but it's like more like one brownie over the course of several weeks because all she has to do is eat like three grams, like this tiny little piece, a sliver of it, and she's baked I straight know. into bed. If I lick it, I'm stoned. She's she uses them as a sleep aid, basically. <laughs> well, not really as much as a sleep aid. It's more I have a lot of pain in my back. Yeah. And it really helps with that. Right, right, right. I've even talked about that before. 
<laughs> I know, didn't I'm know my sweetie. back problems were oh, yeah. such a hot topic. We did a whole three hours on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did it like basically when the the first time that we made brownies, we had this edible episode. It was like the third or fourth episode or something. Uh, and it was just, we all, it was, oh, it was with Kuhn. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy from the metal band Acid Hammer is a good friend of mine. Uh, he was there. We all sat down and ate a lot of them. We ate like twice as many as you would normally, and I, and just and then tried to get our way through a podcast, and it really worked. I cannot it, imagine eating <laughs> that much. Yeah, I remember the first time you ate one whole brownie, uh, which you know it isn't even that big of a brownie if you compare it to like if you buy a brownie from somewhere, it's you know it's a pretty big square. Yeah. You know, it's about the size of like a drink coaster or something like that. But the brownies I made were really small. They're they're I I, I wouldn't even know what to like a matchbox size for them except a little thicker. Like they're really small. Um, yeah, two matchboxes on top of each. Yeah, other. two matchboxes on top of each other. Exactly those and, rectangular boxes. And then the tiny boxes. matchboxes, not the big ones. Yeah, not, not the grill lighting ones. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they look really good. They smell really and they, good. They were also really they tasty. Tasted amazing. They were really fucking tasty. And I did not expect them to be that strong, so I just ate a brownie well none of us did and and for me like they've never affected me like they affect you or it's maybe it's just because i'm used to the feeling of being high so it doesn't throw me for a loop like it does for you it's like oh i'm really high well whatever i just play a video game you you're just like oh my god how do i stand am i breathing (laughs) i think i forgot how to breathe (laughs) and your eyes get really fucking red (laughs) That's really funny. Like and I just I, roll around in beds usually. I was previously convinced that it was a matter of the smoke in the atmosphere where you're smoking and stuff like that. And also the fact that you're taking in smoke into your lungs is what's making your eyes turn red over time. But it's not at all. Because she just ate a brownie and stayed in bed. And her eyes ended up becoming beet red. Just like <laughs> watching TV with her mouth hanging open. <laughs> 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 It was amazing. And there was a lot of times where you're freaking out and kind of like, like almost like a child scared of the boogeyman under the bed or something. You kind of had that vibe going a little bit. Well, not, not I, so extreme, but you were just kind of like, look, you looked a little worried or like you were, I said, it looked like you were a kid who was like, their parents forgot to pick them up yeah, at the soccer game. Yeah. I remember I, I had the blanket and then when you grab it and kind of roll it around your hands and then against my face yeah so bring it up to your chin and stuff peeking over the blanket like what the fuck is going on because <laughs> i was so stoned it, it is too much for me uh it's good to experience at least once but yeah it's not a thing i want to do more often not that much no. but the light doses seem to do well for her for her back go laying down have a brownie <laughs> before bed brush the teeth lay down next thing you know I'm so comfortable. You're sinking into a very comfortable <laughs> sleep, yeah. And these brownies are also made from the indica shake. I haven't made anything with the sativa yet, so this mm. is like complete body stone effect already. This is the melt one. The other yeah. one is the high one. Yeah, and I'm okay. very curious to see what comes out of my sativa trimmings. Very curious. I can't, I, I can't wait to make edibles with that, I, but I, I have honestly, so much. Honestly, living here with you... I feel like a guinea pig sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, you know why? It's because I can eat a big fat piece of brownie and it's like, I don't know what... what like, I, I need a tourist to try this shit, you know? Like, I need someone who doesn't doesn't know weed to try a piece of this and how high do you get? Are you going to the hospital or did you have a good time, you know? And, like, I, I got to learn from her that, like, my butter is way too strong. My butter is for veterans. Like, my butter is for people who smoke weed. 
who already smoke weed on the daily and stuff and know how to get high and never get, never smoke a joint and then they're dizzy and shit. Like, oh, I'm too high. Like, never like that, you know? Like, if you can handle smoking a J and stuff on your own, a couple in a day, then you can handle my butter. But if you're, if you're not, if you're not an average smoker and you go sailing from, from just ha being in a room with, with someone smoking weed, then th this butter is really dangerous. I just come home <laughs> from work having to do a lot of shit and work again next morning. I have to you cut just go, it. I made brownie. Do, don't you want a piece? Doesn't it look good? You should try some. I keep saying that too. Like yeah, it, it does have weed in it, but I mean, they're really good. They're fresh and they're warm. Don't you want one? I don't know how strong they are, but you should really try it. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound like me. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> Look, I put some, a nice glass of milk, a coffee, yeah. espresso with it, and, and a little, just a little brownie to go with. A little tutje. No, you, know? <laughs> you, you won't get too stoned from this. It's only a tiny piece. And then I'm knocked out in Just bed. chew it up real good and then you won't get too stoned. <laughs> He's not force feeding me or anything. Just no, to make that it also, clear, it's it also, always my own choice. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much for you to be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's food. What do you expect? It's dangerous food. And even I have cut back on them because if I eat... Like, I, I, at first I was like, I'm just going to eat a couple brownies because fuck it, I like brownies and I can handle it. I ate like two or three of those in a day once and it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to sleep at one o'clock and I woke up at like 5.30 because I was just way too stoned. But like, it felt good, but I did not have the attention span for shit. Like, I couldn't, like, I just, like, I didn't mean to do it to myself. I didn't... I also didn't think they were too strong, you know, but like that, I had like Joey Diaz levels of THC in my body at that point in time. It was crazy. <laughs> like thousand milligrams of THC. <laughs> it was heavy. That was definitely like, but it was also the first time in a long time that I got to actually feel the effects of an edible, like feel it, feel it, like, How whoa, feel it. feel it. Like, like it hits you hard, like a, like a mushroom trip or something like, bam. Like, now you are under the influence of edibles. Boom. Here you are, motherfucker. What can you do with it? Uh, I think I'll play a video game. Oh, man. It's so hard to get off the couch to pick up that controller. I think I'll just close my eyes right where I'm sitting. <laughs> it was basically what I did. That's how I usually Like, it actually took a lot of effort to reach over here to the bed and grab a pillow and then, and then just lean back over to the other side so I had a pillow over here and didn't hurt my neck. It was fucking heavy, but that was a lot of brownies. So basically, if I make something really buttery, I can eat a modest piece and get really high, like a baklava or something like that. Imagine that. Have you made that for me before? Have I made you baklava? No. I don't know how to make it. I could just get a recipe and make it, though. You know that shit, right? I'm not sure. The Greek, it's the Greek thing. It's made with phyllo dough, like the, the, uh, the pastry dough, you know? Mm -hmm. And inside it has, like, some sort of... Uh, if Nicoline in here were in here, she would be yelling at me because I'm gonna describe it completely wrong. It has some sort of sweet, <laughs> has some sort of sweet honey-based mixture in the middle I with nuts and stuff like that, and then over it another layer of phyllo, and then you see it in the Turkish shops. It's a very similar thing that has the green nuts over it, the pistachio nuts over it. It's similar to that. And again, I'd be getting slapped right now if she were in this room. Like it is not similar to the Turkish. <laughs> you idiot. You prick. <laughs> but she's I, not around. I, I don't think I've had that before. I'm no? Not, I'm not sure. No? Okay. Then, then I'll make some normal ones and I'll make some weed ones too. And, and then I'll, I'll bring that into the Greek restaurant too. 
I don't want to blow I'm, up their I'm spot. Not, we don't really them. advertise what the restaurant is and stuff, so I don't want to blow up their spot too much. But the owner of that place, like he, he he's down with the weed. He's a really older guy. It's, it's Nicolene's father. He's a, he's an older dude, and he likes to get stoned. This isn't a secret to the podcast, by the way. Like we, we told the story of how he goes to Reichardt and was like stealing weed from them. Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> and, uh, story. He, apparently, he did that like four more times until the plants were harvested. Like he just kept going there oh until they were gone. Oh my god, those people must hate him. Well, they so had a, much. they have a lot. Oh, they have a whole they lot. Don't even notice. I'm sure they noticed. Mm. I'm sure they noticed, but they probably also expected it a little bit. Yeah. He didn't get caught, as far as I know. But it's a bummer. That's a bummer. It's so useless. It's cool to know that they're growing that weed out there, and the only real trouble they had was was the owner of a Greek restaurant that catered for them once. <laughs> and now they have a return customer who just comes by with a grocery bag and scissors <laughs> at night every once in a while. <laughs> that's an expensive catering order, I'll tell you. Because that's not all for them to just smoke. They sell it. I was at... Uh, if you go to uh, the raves at Rackler and also the day-long, three-day, four-day-long festivals, they have, like, caravans there, permanent caravans of people that live there. There's this one old dude. He's just the weed guy. And what's crazy is that when you go there, you get a lot of people there. They have every drug you can imagine. All the crazy shit, the ecstasy and all that shit that, that we're not really into, like, the fucking speed and all this crazy... Like, all the rave drugs and shit is all there. But no one can find any weed. Unless you actually know about that place other than it being a, a, a garbage dump for you to rave in. Because if you actually know about that place and the people who live there, you know that there's one guy there who has been selling weed out of his caravan for decades. And it's decent weed and has grown just meters away from where you're buying it. And, and it's, uh, it's not the best weed in the world, but if you're in the middle of nowhere in the industrial area of Amsterdam and there's no weed anywhere, this will get you by for sure. It'll it'll be very refreshing when you have that first joint. You're like, oh, thank God. And you can roll a fat one, too, because you get a lot. For, like, five euros, you get this big-ass bag of, like, purple weed or something. Or, you know, just yeah. <laughs> over, over, uh, over-cured or, like, uh, it, was, it stayed on the plant for way too long, you know, and just chopped it all at once. Just threw whatever seeds he could on the ground in a big pile and then let them do what they do and then, you know. But that shit was okay. There was a point where, like, I was getting that, and then I would get this massive bag from him when I'm hanging out there, and then uh, people started asking me, like, oh, do you have weed? Oh, man, I'll do anything for some weed. I'll do anything for... Do-. I was like, uh, give me some money. <laughs> so people just started buying weed. I bought that bag for 20 euros, People and it was, like, several grams, and people were paying 5, 10 euros a gram for it for, for me because they just wanted it so bad. <laughs> like, I don't have much money. Well, what do you got? They, like, dump a bunch of change in my hand. It's, like, 20 euros and change. <laughs> I can have all this? Yeah, okay, well, here, have this. Go buy another bag. Just <laughs> going back and forth in this guy. He's like, hey, thanks. You're buying more weed. Sweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> that place is great. That place is magical. You know, you don't have to be a raver to enjoy a rave. Because <laughs> you know? that's not me. I hate that kind of music. I hate that scene. I hate the hard drug people. I hate hard drugs. Like, I'm not the person who goes running around doing hard drugs. I, c- I could not imagine just, like taking acid or something at a rave like fuck that you know like that sucks like i've i've tripped before but i would i would never uh, never the, the weird thing is that uh, i'm not from amsterdam yeah and i heard about reichort even living on the schelling yeah of course the schelling is a uh, small small island small small island <laughs> and uh it was mostly when i was working in the kitchen and one of those chefs was mostly doing coke yeah. and talking about Rijgoord. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but 
But it's known everywhere. Hey, we can go there anytime because it's like a 10-minute bike ride from where we live just that way. Yeah, I've never been there. We should go this summer, this coming summer. There's uh, there's always all these raves, uh, like solstice in the uh, in the summer, which is nice. It's like three days long of uh, side trance and drum and bass and all that other shit. And you're not really tempting me. Right oh, you're not tempting me either, but you need to go see it. <laughs> yeah. You need to go see it just to check it out and see it in full swing with all the people going around like 14-year-olds all fucked up on ecstasy and shit. Oh my God. You got to go see it. It's, you gotta go see it. You just gotta go see it. It's, it's gonna happen whether you go or not. You gotta go. <laughs> you might as well go see it for your own two eyes, you know? <laughs> it's gonna happen either way. <laughs> and it's cheap to get in, and if you don't have the money to get in, here's a little secret. If Just go, just look for the horses around the edge of the of the grounds of the of, of Reichler, because from there you can just hop the fences, pet a horse on the head, and then go walk into the ray for free. <laughs> if they're doing it outdoors because uh especially during this time of the year they just have a church there and inside the church they do the raves and outside you have to pay to get in mm. and inside there's a bar and all that other shit and amenities and they stuff going on there. yeah but outside they have outside they have a fire pit and you don't have to pay to go there and everybody when they want to get fresh air and stuff like that they just go to the fire pit and stuff so eventually you get you get several waves of very cool hangouts happening at the fire pit so whenever i would go there I would be like, what's going on? I look at the door, open the door, it's like, oh, no thanks. And just turn around and like, I'll just go sit at the fire the whole night, you know, and just hang out there. And anyone who I wanted to meet who was at the rave ends up coming outside eventually and hang out with me and shit. And there's a point where they stop charging to get in. They stop. Yeah. Because it's like one in the morning or something like that. They don't care anymore and you just get in. They even have coat check in there and shit. But it's still, it's still shady because it's all fucking, you know caravan people doing the coat check too so you know it's not that safe <laughs> don't leave anything in your pocket yeah still carry everything with you it's just so you don't have to carry your coat with you that place is great uh but yeah um what i want to know is completely change flip of subject here <laughs> what do you think of the podcast because i know you've heard it from me editing it and stuff and we've sat down and listened to a few episodes and stuff before um, I think I listened to the first two, and after that, I really, honestly, didn't listen to it anymore. Yeah, that's what the metrics of our thing are saying, too, because, like, our <laughs> first two episodes have, like, 17 plays, and the rest have four, five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's okay. So Jeez. Just, I, I, I hear Still you talk. Still love me, though, right? Oh, yeah, okay. definitely. Don't yeah. worry about that. But I hear you talk. Every day, all day. So I don't want to spend my time when it's quiet listening to more of you talking. Well, that's why I think I'm a natural for doing podcasting <laughs> because I just have the gift of gab. I just, I just go. There is no stopping you. That is definitely true. I think next week I'm going to try doing it by myself for three hours, which is something I have not done yet. Well, if... You don't shove your mouth full of cookie, you oh, would be fine. I don't give a fuck about the listeners ears. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to eat. I'll eat <laughs> chips and shit like that. Like, I, I've already mentioned this before. Like, I know there's, they say, I've read in these, like, guides and, like, how to do a good podcast. Don't eat. You know, like, this is like, fuck that. I'm sitting here for three hours smoking weed. You don't want me to eat and drink? Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I have to. I'm gonna die if I don't. <laughs> Got a milkshake. Yeah, exactly. No, we were having like chips. <laughs> Another thing. Israel is exploiting. <laughs> People will love that. Yeah, well, 
apparently we have plenty of listeners on Spotify and Google Play and also through the app that I, I submit podcasts through, the distribution service Anchor, which I, I, I don't really advertise them much. I just kind of podcast and let it go where it goes. But Anchor, Anchor. Yeah, Anchor. I use Anchor.fm, which is actually really fucking cool. It's, it's, it's the thing that like made me say, okay, fuck it, I'm going to just do a podcast now because they took all of the hard work out of it, which isn't even really hard work in the first place. And, and, and I'm not going to say that I'm going to do this anytime soon, but eventually I think I'm going to get, get us on our own website and, and, our, and distribute through RSS feeds to all these platforms ourselves and, and get a hold of sponsors because I'm kind of nervous as to what their terms of service are going to evolve into over time. Anchor just started adding uh, the ability to monetize your podcast by spo- being sponsored by all the big podcast sponsors that we hear other podcast guys doing like yeah. me undies and 23 and me and all these other things and so, you know like you can you, they all will the sponsor you shit. well not shady <laughs> shit but like all the stuff that like like bill burr and rogan and shit like all these guys uh, they, they all have like the same round of sponsors everyone's kind of doing the same ads at some point uh and and they kind of cycle through a little bit and stuff those guys are just big advertisers that are literally advertising through all podcasts that they can get their paws on basically to be honest, though, the but only advertisement I remember from the other podcast is the one with extremely soft underwear. Me undies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you won't believe how soft this fucking underwear is. <laughs> they also have it for girls and free shipping. Whoa! Free. If you enter in the in the, in the code successfulcomedypodcast.meundies.com, you will get. <laughs> but if I'm gonna do that, I'm not gonna let Anchor.fm do it because I guarantee you they're taking they're skimming a little bit off of this. Yeah. They're making money off of this. But I think the trade-off is we don't have to get sponsored. We can just choose a sponsor because basically those companies are sponsoring Anchor as a blanket thing. So you can choose to put those ads into your podcast. But basically those people have signed a contract to say that you are we're, we're, we'll sponsor all the podcasts on Anchor. So basically everyone who wants to can choose to put our ads in. It's just like, hey, have you built this website with WordPress? If you like us and want to support us, you can put a WordPress link at the footer of our at the footer of your website. It's kind of like this. And they give you a cut of the profits, but I bet you that they're taking the lion's share of it. So I would rather just grow the podcast organically with no monetization. Don't have to worry about music royalties and shit for now and stuff because I'm not monetizing anything. So I can basically play almost any song unless it's a band that actively seeks these people and takes it down. Like Metallica or something, I couldn't put that on as an intro music. But indie music and stuff, they they won't give a fuck. I can do that. It's totally fine. Um, especially since I'm not monetizing. Yeah, but at the same time, let Anger have their commercials and have their money because they are the ones that making it so easy for you to do this. Yeah, but it's not even that hard. I just did it to make it easy at first, and then and then mm-hmm. once I kind of realized, I was like, oh, well, it's not really that much work. I also have tons of web space. I just need to buy a domain. For like five bucks, and then I can I can put up the website, you know. It's just that tiny Simple. step to get just started. Just that little step in putting up a website and maintaining that's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but it's no more work than making a podcast. I will do it eventually, but for now I'm doing this, and while I'm on Anchor, I won't do monetization. It doesn't mean that other people who use Anchor shouldn't, because it's probably a really great way for people to do it. Uh, if you want to just keep it just so nonchalant and not any like I have the skills for building a website, so that's not much of an effort for me. I can I can code it from the ground up and stuff, but. Um, yeah, eventually I'm going to monetize, but, but I'm going to wait until we, we are offered a sponsorship, like how other podcasts do it organically and stuff. 
I don't want to force it because I don't have a ton of listeners and I don't want to make the few listeners we have right now listen to ads. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, really? Like, we, we have listeners. We have, like, we have, like, it seems like every episode gets, I don't know, like, 15, 15, 20 listens or something like that. Like, we get a lot of listens through Spotify and stuff every episode. And it's not me, so... And it's not it's you. It's actual people. It's certainly not you. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how uh, convincing I am anymore. So that's what you think of the podcast. You just scribble that one up. <laughs> we'll never speak of it again. What podcast? Uh, but yeah, this is this is a special episode because this is it's it's Steve and Jean, his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Gene and I, we really have a, at least one big hobby together, and that is bearded dragons. <laughs> it's an uh, slightly an obsession. It's slightly an obsession, uh, only because it's like if you have a pet like a dog or a cat, that one also becomes slightly an obsession as well. It's just gonna happen eventually. Yeah. You're just gonna get it if you if you actually have you know. But the thing is. A lot of people overlook it's it's a too big of a problem. A lot of people overlook their lizard pets because it's like it's like to them it's like having fish or something. You just toss a little food in there every once in a while and we're good. Whatever yeah, they, they can handle it. They don't make sounds. They don't make sounds. They don't scream for help. They don't have to go outside to shit. They don't need to be taking walks. But they like them. Yeah. They like to go for walks. They like to come out in your ca- out of their cage. But we have bearded dragons, and and a snake. Oh yeah, and a snake. Don't forget Louise. Yeah, we have a snake, and her name is Louise. She's getting huge. She's more than a meter long now. A meter 20 or some shit by now. It's pretty big. Uh, we have three bearded dragons, and I'm sure I've talked about this before, but let's just make this the definitive breakdown on the lizard culture going on inside <laughs> this house. Um, this <laughs> We have three bearded dragons, and one of them is one that I have had for years, longer than I've known my girlfriend... Gene, I almost said your real name there, Gene, and and uh, his name is Jim, and he's a he's a just a standard bearded dragon. They have a lot of different flavors and colors of them, and I'm almost positive that his is just standard. He's just normal Eskimo. He's just the regular Havona, <laughs> regular bearded dragon, bearded dragonus regulus. Um, but he is <laughs> he is like seven years old, and he's a big fat load, and he's super chill except when he sees the other bearded dragons and the other two are really young ones and we still we've had him for months and still haven't come up with names for them we hope that eventually they will tell us their names will reveal the names it'll just kind of come to us or something eventually i'm sure it doesn't really matter because they don't need to like be called you know like in that sense they're not like dogs and cats you can't really call them well you can but but they won't listen yeah yeah you can you can call them all day if you want we do often spend the time, we're just like sitting in bed and we're looking at a gym across the cage just going, Jim! 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 No, nothing. Jim! <laughs> Jim! 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 Just chant his name. I think they get it now. Just to try and get him to open his eye. <laughs> Jim! <laughs> and then when the snake comes out, it's like, Louise! <laughs> like, 
just nice and loud and boisterous so they can feel the vibration on their bellies from the ground of you saying their name so fucking loud. Well, Jim sometimes responds he by does. slightly opening his like, eye. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> sighing and closing it they, again. He does actually sigh, doesn't he? Like, he takes yeah. that big, deep breath. Like, usually when you go to, like, hey, Jim, or you go touch him or something like that, or pat him on his back when he was sleeping, he just goes... <sighs> Here we <laughs> all go he does. again. Here we fucking go. God damn it. Leave me alone. No, but he's, like, really tame. Like, if you pick him up and take him with you, he's not going to try and run away. If you put him in bed with you, he just lays there and chills and gets comfy. Yeah. Get, like, cuddles closer to you for your warmth and shit and just chill. He's ultra tame. Like, he just doesn't want to do shit. He's really calm. And that's how that's how senior bearded dragons are. Like, he's only got a few more years left on him, honestly. They live to be about 12, maybe 14, if they're miraculously healthy. Jim is miraculous. So he'll live to be about 12. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a fat ass, but he also eats sporadically lately. Like, he's just weird. <clears throat> but he's doing okay. He's just he's just a fat ass. And he's lazy. He's really lazy in his old age. But he's doing well. I've had him for a long time. He used to climb his walls. Even, even in the size he is now, he used to climb the walls. But eventually he just gave up on that shit. And he just... I don't know. Well, he he's used, tried, but he his nails be... aren't sharp enough. Yeah, and I think that is also... That's just a product of being seven seven years old or more. Yeah. Because I was looking up about that, and there's not really too much information about that. It's like, just why aren't they pointy anymore? Where did the points go? Like, there's literally, they're like nubs. They're, they're not nubs, like they're too short. There's, they're long. They're like claws. But they're, they used to be pointy, like little needles. Like, I, I remember when I had him a few years ago, not even that long ago, he was still pretty much the same size. His fingernails would poke at you through, through your shirt and stuff. You would feel it, and he would be able to hang there, too, even with his big fatness. So he he's a uh, he's he's like a, a he's just getting old. He's just deteriorating a little bit, but not in a way that's like his body's shutting down. He's just he just doesn't his body's uh, putting less focus into having big fat claws and shit, you know. That kind of stuff. He's he's super uh, he's super docile now. That's all there is to it. He's just, yeah, except when he sees the babies. Ex- yeah. Then he freaks out. That's starts what I was running and. Yeah, he just, like, jogs out of his cage like he's, like, ten years younger. Minus three. (laughs) Trying to attack them. Yeah. He actually tried to bite the other one the other day. We had them both on the bed. We had one... We had Jim, big one, uh, seven-year-old Jim on the bed, chilling with him. And then we brought one of the babies out who was chilling at another part. She saw him and kind of kept trying to go towards his zone over and over again. Like, really kept trying to go near him, and eventually, like, well, let's try it. And she got down in front of him, like, literally two inches from his face, just standing there, like, kind of side profile looking at him, not being threatening at all, just being there. But I guess maybe just being there is threatening enough in their world. And uh, they really looked at each other for a while and did nothing, and she was frozen, and he was frozen. He was looking, like, what in the natural fuck is going on here? How dare you? Yeah. And as soon as she tried to make a move, like she was going to continue walking, as soon as she made a move, he lunged forward like he was going to bite her. He didn't open his mouth, though, but he did lunge forward like at her, like just the whole, her abdomen. But we had, uh, uh, Jean had her hand in front of, of, in between them, like just to kind of stop it if anything happened, thankfully, because something did happen. (laughs) That was crazy. That was really crazy. And, uh... Yeah, let's see, what else? We have the other two bearded dragons we have. 
they are much younger. I guess they were born in like July, something, something like, like that. that, somewhere in the middle of July or something this year. And they were uh, really tiny when we got them, like, I don't know, what, 50 grams or some shit when we got them? Something like that. Like 50, 60 grams when we got them. Now they're like 300 gram monstrosities. They're still growing. They're still little, very little compared to Jim. They're still really little. You can tell that they have a lot of developing to go. Um, but they are, uh, <laughs> they are really interesting. And all three of our bearded dragons have very vastly different personalities. And that's what's really cool. Like, you think that these things are just kind of autonomous creatures. You know, all they can think of is hunger, uh, basking for warmth, and danger, and that's all they can think about or something. But it's not really the case. Definitely not. No, they like to explore and see. They they understand safety and warmth. Like, like you, they start to trust you and want to be on and by you. Like, you let them out of the cage... You put them on the ground, and they'll run up your leg and be up on your shoulder. One of them does that. One of our three does that. You put you put her on the ground or put her on, on the couch, and you're sitting there. She will run up your leg and then go up onto your shoulder and chill there by your neck. Yeah. Just hang out there. She's the shy one. And she will stay there. She's shy, but she's not shy at you. No. She's, like, shy to the world, but not to you. The other one <laughs> doesn't will hang out on you and stuff, but she's not one to climb up onto your neck. But she loves to explore. Like, she is not scared of going out into the hallway and taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the great thing was that she never knew there was a hallway until one time you went out to get food while she was on your sweater. Yeah, I went to get, like, realized, uh, Indian food, yeah. She realized there was a world behind that door. And now yeah. every time she comes out, she just runs straight she to the door. She sprints all the way down the entire length of the apartment to the doorway. It's so cute to watch. Her arms flap around and they go like higher than her head. <laughs> just flap, 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 flap. And it just like <laughs> propels her in a direction. It <laughs> just skids around on the hardwood floor. And yeah, it's really, really cute to see. And then when she gets out there, she'll follow you. Yeah. She will follow you. She wants you to come with. She just stops there with you and looks up at you and starts looking around and looks at you and is very cautious. If you walk out into the hallway... She will follow you cautiously. You go turn the corner into the hallway, she will run forward until you're in her line of vision again and she can see where you are. And maybe she'll follow you, maybe not. She's just waiting to see what you do. Like, where do we go? Where are we going, man? Where are we headed? And when you go back in, she comes back in. Yeah, she starts house. heading towards the door. It's amazing. Like, she's, like, starting to be like a dog or a cat or something. Like, really, like a... <laughs> she's really... That is the one that we can definitely bring outside on a leash when it yeah. gets warmer out. Like, she is down. She's definitely down for that. We just keep bringing her closer every time. And then we get outside. She's great. Yeah, she's going to really enjoy that, I think. And then we're going to be those weird people that have bearded dragons at the park. <laughs> I'm already that person because every once in a while I just have a lizard on me and I have to do laundry or something. And the oh, alarm you take goes them off. with? And I had Jim once with me. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jim started moving while I was out of the apartment, and I talked to Jim, so it just looked like I was talking to my boobs. Because <laughs> he you was got, like, in a CIA my sweater. microphone or something. Like that. <laughs> I was like, shh. Closed in on the target. <laughs> yeah, people looked at me funny, but. Uh... Didn't you just show them the lizard? No. Why not? Because I like it better when they're thinking, I'm talking to my boobs. <laughs> and then later they make, oh, there's that chick who's talking to, your bo to her boobs. And you're like, no, it wasn't. I was talking to the lizard. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, there's a dragon in my shirt. 
<laughs> His name is Jim. He tells me secrets. <laughs> yeah. Having bearded dragons is really fucking fun. I highly recommend it as a pet. If you're the kind of person who lives in a place where where you can't have pets, but you're kind of bummed about that and you wish you could have something. They're expensive, though. They're, they can be expensive, but not as expensive as a dog. No. Even a little dog. Really, not as expensive as that. And, like, vet visits are expensive, but they're not more expensive than any other pet. But their medicine is cheap. The medicine for bearded dragons is cheap. So when you, when, if they get sick and you need to bring them to the vet for some reason, you know, you know, not like it's, it's not even extremely common that something like that happens. But when you do, maybe you have to pay 50 bucks for the appointment. But the medicine that they need is like $7. It's like nothing. It's cheap as fuck. So it's like, okay, cool. You only pay for the doctor's time. And that, to me, that's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. But then you're paying some insane premium on, on the, on, you know, you have to have, it's it costs so much, it's actually beneficial to buy, like, health insurance for your pet so you can get a <laughs> subsidy on your medicine that you buy for it. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's how it is for, <clears throat> it's, I'm actually re- right now reminded of, remember the Americans that we met up with this year in yeah. Amsterdam? Uh, they, uh they started telling me uh, towards the end of our meetup about what they do with their dogs and how they have several rescue dogs and stuff. And one of them was a rescue from Thailand or Korea or some shit. And they just spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of euros on brain surgeries and chemotherapies and stuff for multiple dogs. And like, she was like misty eyed telling me these stories. And I was just like, Oh damn. Like, like I can totally get it that they're really into it, but it's like, I wonder if she's unable to have kids or something. (laughs) <laughs> I was really running but, through my head. <laughs> but the sad thing was that there was especially one dog that had their bills up so high, but that dog hates them. Yeah, never trusted <laughs> them because that was the abused dog, street dog from Korea that just got kicked and it probably almost probably guts. escaped a restaurant or some shit. And it, you know, it, it was just mean its entire life from being kicked and tortured and stuff on the street of Korea. And it got rescued by some lady who brought it back with her when she went on a trip. Yeah. to Korea and then she couldn't handle it and gave it to them and they they saw the you know they had the Sarah McLaughlin song the, <laughs> it was like playing in the back of their head when they saw this dog slow motion and shit they're like we have we must take her in her name is Xing Lao <laughs> and she 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 is our angel and they go to pattern like ah! you know when they get that mean where their teeth roll back and they're not even barking they're just like ah! <laughs> they just like a demon like <laughs> they're not even doing like dog attack mode they're just like this they turn to this weird creature piranha thing like <laughs> like screaming and gnashing their teeth at you and, shit, and thrashing their heads around <laughs> one of these every time you go to pet it <laughs> every time you think you're having this moment with it you know like <laughs> this fucking thousands of euros on a brain surgery and 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 the, like and it's finally waking up from the surgery and we want you to be the first thing you see when when you when you wake up you know and and there it opens its eyes and stuff and like hey shingle and they go to pet it it's like ah! <laughs> immediately goes at it like a fucking iv flying off of it and shit and just like <laughs> oh man that shit cracked me up but i could only laugh about it internally when they were telling that story, because I was just thinking about it, because I would have just been like, fuck this dog. She's not going to make it. <laughs> it's looking grim. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I don't know. I would, well, first of all, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. No. <laughs> I would have had to give it to a shelter, and they would have paid to kill it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think, I think still, in a sense, they're kind of in the wrong, too. 
Um, it's just kind of like nature wants it to die, and it's their their bodies aren't as versatile as a human body is to where it, it is made to be able to withstand and recover from that kind of shit and stuff, and they they don't get that stuff. Like, for them, like, a major brain surgery and stuff like that, that's just more trauma for an already traumatized dog, you know? I, like, I, I honestly never really understand why people have to drag animals from Asia into the country yeah. to take care of them yeah. when there are so many dogs right here yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. need a home. Um, I know a lot of people that are bringing in dogs from Hungary, street yeah. dogs as well, rescued yeah. there, and they come into this country and they're weird-ass dogs, yeah. traumatized for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, and they, they, don't, and they don't outgrow that shit. And here, the pounds are still full of dogs. They are, unfortunately they don't outgrow that stuff and, and it's not to say that like if I went to Hungary and I just had this connection moment with some street dog and it was an adorable awesome dog and stuff like that who's to say I wouldn't take it in you know that's that's for sure so I get I get it on that on uh, that I, aspect I, but I'm it's just like they don't sure. unlearn that shit that they learned on the I'm streets they sure don't I'm pretty sure that not thousands of people are going to Hungary and seeing the street dog of their dreams you know there's no therapy <laughs> session for dogs you know what I mean like if well, there is, but it's not enough to really actually do something about it. Like when you have therapy with humans and you can overcome your traumas or something like that. You know what I mean? Like and sit there and talk about it and kind of uncover these emotions and feelings and help you deal with it and get through it and stuff like that. Like, no, these dogs just need to be sedated the rest of their lives. <laughs> you know, <laughs> constantly sedated. <laughs> a friend of mine had a dog from Hungary as well. Or actually, his uncle had it and they were taking care of it for a few weeks. Yeah. And... That dog was smart as fuck. It hated big men with heavy voices. Okay. It hated it. It would just go at it straight away. <laughs> so a big man with a heavy voice must have just been like poking it with hot forks for the yeah, <laughs> for like several years. Definitely. Just just beating it with the cable from a toaster or something. And and she knew exactly <laughs> how to get uh, her leash off and just be quiet and chew it and. Mm. Uh, how to pretend to be sad to get treats. Wow. She knew. She knew exactly. She yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Everyone. It's like, why, why, why would you bring that into your house? Why bother? Like, yeah, they're all out there and stuff like that. What needs, what, what needs to change is not everybody gets those kind of animals into a home. Is it? What needs to change is the way that people deal with domesticated animals. Yeah. You know, like if people stop taking dogs, there will be less street dogs, and then if they make an effort to spay. And to actually, like, fix the female dogs that are running around out there and stuff like that. Every time they find a female, just fucking spay it and put it back out there. Yeah. You know? It's simple. Just fucking do that. Just spay and neuter and put them all back out there. They'll all eventually die. And they're living their street life. And stuff, but it'll eventually dwindle. And then put some heavy laws on getting dogs and shit like that. You have to get a dog license. You know, to get a dog in the first place, you actually have to get a dog license. And then that means that if you get a dog and then that dog is gone, you can't just get another dog. And you know, like you, there's an obligation there, and there's and then, and then you'll be forbidden from getting more of these dogs just to keep the level down of that shit. Also, mandatory uh, puppy training. Yeah, that kind of shit. That's not, not gonna happen not, in Asia, but not not for the puppies, but for people for street dogs. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our program. Here's what we figured out. We have a lot of stray dogs in Los Angeles. What we're gonna do is we're gonna bring them in to puppy school, and then we're gonna release them back out of the streets. You have all these dogs like they go up to strangers and sit and just put their paw up and shit all mangy and shit <laughs> for a treat. <laughs> 
they don't have open doors. They have a solution in China, though. They just eat them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, (laughs) dinner. (laughs) They toss them in the soup with all the female babies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might not be the fix you want, but a solution is a solution. (laughs) Say what you want, but they got too many motherfucking people over there. (laughs) And dogs different cultures you can't judge (laughs) you can't judge they are economic partners (laughs) so yeah bearded dragons are crazy (laughs) they're pretty fun to have they're just like these little poop monsters there's these little things that walk around and they they poop and they poop big they like they poop the size of their body (laughs) it's really weird and sometimes they smell before they poop like, you're like, wow, it stinks in your cage. And then you're like, oh, it's just emanating from your pores you smell so bad. It's just coming out of you. <laughs> and then an hour or so later, there's this massive pile of shit in their in their cage. And they're like, change it. <laughs> Clean me, please. And they're like on the opposite side of the cage from the poop, as far as they can get away from it in the cage. Poking the window. <laughs> yeah, poking the window. Like, hey, get me out of this stink hole. Because their shit smells so fucking bad. It's like a thousand zoos in India. It smells so bad. It's... <laughs> really really bad it smells terrible it is the like it's the kind of smell like it doesn't take it takes a lot for me to gag but i can like handle their poop like change their newspaper throw it in the garbage wash my hands smell my fingers and then i'm like and i have to wash them again with an abrasive sponge and like dishwashing liquid and stuff to get to get the smell off it's crazy and then throw out the sponge it is it is unbelievable how how bad their shit smells I highly recommend getting one. <laughs> it's not the, it, once you wrap it up in newspaper and throw it away or throw it in the toilet if you get lucky and how, how it happens and stuff, then then it really doesn't smell. It doesn't stay, the smell. It's just the poop itself smells. It doesn't leave behind stinks that much. Yeah. Um, so that's something you have to keep up on. But it's so much fun to watch them grow. It's so cool. Like I got Jim when he was already kind of an adult from somebody who was starting to do a lot of travel in his life, touring with bands as a sound engineer and a manager and stuff like that. So he just really couldn't take care of Bearded Dragons anymore. So he gave it to me, uh, or at least I elected to take it. And he was like, fuck yeah, please, <laughs> somebody take it. He just he was thinking of letting it go in the streets of Amsterdam oh, no. in, in, in like, you know, September. Like it would not have lasted very oh, long. He would have been thing. done. He would have had a couple days if he didn't get hit by a car. And it's such a great lizard. And he's great. And I took him on and we've had him for years. Uh, four years I've had him now. <clears throat> and Nicolina's had him for a little while too because there was a point where I couldn't have uh, a bearded dragon in my house anymore because I was in a roommate situation and, shit and there was literally no space for it. And, 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 and I thought I had to go back to the States because my immigration stuff was up and everything. It was a whole fucking thing. But then once all that got sorted, I got Jim back. So I got my Jim. And uh, so I've had him for quite a long time, and, and he's always kind of, I guess you can say, he's been in the family, you know? <laughs> I've seen, when, when I didn't own him, I still saw him a bunch of times, and he was doing great, just business as usual, and now he's back with me again. And now and now he's met Gene, and Gene fell in love with him, and that's why we got two more. There was one day where we were having, we were having like a bad month, it was just like, we were kind of broke, and just like, I don't remember, it was just like, I don't know, it was just like a stressful month and shit like that, where we're going to the reptile market, and it's like this... I guess you can say it's an open-air market if it took place inside a school gymnasium. I don't know how else to describe it. It was like a little flea market that took place inside a school gym, and it happens once every month or so or a couple months uh, in Hilversum, I think it was. 
media stuff. And I just got a bunch <laughs> of money. Yeah, and you had just gotten a bunch of money for something. I don't remember. You just got a bunch of money. and But we were just going to go there just to check things out. If they have, like, mass amounts of bugs, maybe we would get that for Jim. And, and maybe we would get uh, new lights for him or stock up on lights, you know, because we heard that things were a bit cheaper than going to the reptile stores if you go to these and stock up on shit. And it was true to an extent, except the thing is that the reptile store we go to is actually quite badass. And they actually have... If you go to the other places and look online and stuff, the prices are not much different. In fact, sometimes they're a little cheaper. Uh, so our store is really good. They're extremely fair priced and stuff. Like they, they, That's the reason why they've been open for like 20 years yeah. and all the other ones have failed. Because all the other ones try to mark up shit, probably cover up for their high rent. These guys got it smart because they're in a place where I bet rent is not very high for that place in terms of having a brick and mortar spot for a business in Amsterdam. That's probably one of the cheaper areas. That's why that bridal shop can be there. Because how many customers do they get in a day? You know what I mean? And they're already there for a long time. And they've so been there since as, as long as I can remember being in Amsterdam. They've been here for sure and even longer. Contract. Probably. Probably, yeah. They own own that thing by now or something, maybe. <laughs> they could. It's possible maybe. that they own that, that, that space. They bought it. You know, it's very highly possible. And they're running drugs through it. Underneath the, <laughs> underneath the skirts of the wedding dresses, underneath the petticoats, the big bushy petticoats that have just, like, twine hanging with, like, bags of cocaine, just, like, vacuum-wrapped and shit. Very expensive dresses. <laughs> yeah. And they the, the marriage is fake. Like, they have them go marriage, and the, the guy who's marrying them is, like, secretly a drug lord or a mule for another drug lord in another country. And when they go on their honeymoon, they head to Guatemala and unload the dress and just send her ass back or put her into prostitution. I'm telling you, the, the system is, is amazing. It's really, it's solid. They've got, they got that shit figured out. <laughs> no, okay, so bearded dragons, I don't, I, I don't know what else really to say about them. They're fucking cool. And they eat all kinds of bugs and almost any vegetable you can imagine. So also when they're babies, they eat lots of bugs. So they can be really expensive and it's fucking crazy. But it's also awesome to watch them just, just fucking destroy boxes of cockroaches and, and grasshoppers and shit. Just inhale them. It's amazing to watch. And it's fun to play games with it. Like, they really... You can put three boxes of different bugs in front of them and, and, and they will, like, boop the box they want with their nose. Like, they'll try and eat the bug out of that box. Like, I want that one. And you open up the box and they're ready to get that thing. It's fucking crazy. Like, they're like... They, they understand the game of door number one, two, and three. They get that <laughs> game. Like, holy shit. <laughs> these things... Like, that's when I started realizing, wait, I think these things are smarter than, than we previously imagined. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> But they're a lot of fun, and if you really socialize with them a lot, they become like, like, like a pirate has a parrot on his shoulder all the time. You can get this kind of effect with your dragon, and it's not that hard. You just gotta socialize them a lot. They become really fucking friendly, and it's really interesting to have. And they need a little special lighting, which can be expensive, but once you figure it out and get it right, then it stops being so expensive, because you don't disturb the lights so much. Touching the lights kills their hours significantly, like bumping them and shit knocks a lot of hours off of them. So you gotta be careful with that kind of shit. But they're very rewarding to have as pets. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you can have fish, but unless you have some kick-ass colorful aquarium with sea saltwater fish and stuff like that, it's not really that rewarding to have a goldfish. It's like, who gives a fuck, you know? This is somewhere straddling that edge of like, oh, I have a dog and it's totally like this thing that sleeps in bed with me and loves me as my buddy and his name is Jeff. And, you know, this sort of, you know, it's, it's the straddling the line between that and fish because it's like low maintenance. You can, you can leave for, they cannot eat for a day. If you if you got fucked and you had to you had to you got stuck by train in some other town overnight or something like that, they're fine. They'll be fine for a day. Yeah. 
Yeah. You get home, they'll be hungry. They'll be like, oh, thank God. But they're not. They they would have lasted for a month like that. They would be hungry as shit, but they would totally last long without any food, which is not recommended. But imagine if you left your dog in the house for three days without food. Your house would be destroyed. <laughs> they would have destroyed the house figuring out how to get the fridge open. <laughs> they really would. They would have eaten everything in the house and shit everywhere. <laughs> clawed the doors open. Clawed the doors and shit. And yeah. they, they would have. And they would have been causing noise and stuff. and It would be bad. That's if they survive. Just leave <clears> a pile <throat> of vegetables every day. Yeah, here you can just leave them a pile of vegetables. You can even have a friend come and just like dump a bunch of vegetables in their in their in their bowl, and they can just live off of vegetables for a few days. They don't eat bugs every day. They should have them as babies, but they can live without it for a little while. But if you do that for like a year, they will have deficiencies and shit like that. But if <laughs> but you can they can totally go for a week like that in an emergency situation. So there are also these kind of things that you can go away. You can go on vacation. It's fine. Just get your mom to fucking stop by and give them bugs once a week or something. If you want them to be super comfortable. And by the time they become adults, they barely ever eat bugs. They just mostly eat vegetables and like kale and shit like that. So you just like just dump a bunch of vegetables in their cage all the time and give them bugs as treats whenever you feel like it. You got yourself some happy lizards and they're very fucking cool. They're great conversation pieces. Anytime we have people over, it's a fascination of people. They're like, holy shit, look at these things. You want to hold it? Yes! I'm not sure they actually want to talk about it anymore, but they're forced to talk about it when they come here. First timers, <laughs> first time visitors, for sure, are interested, and they're definitely interested in the snake. Yeah. Snake is even easier to take care of, but it's for people who are for who are not so squeamish. Bearded dragons are really cute. There's nothing to be afraid of with a bearded dragon. There really isn't. You have to really antagonize a bearded dragon for it to attack you. I've never seen it happen in the years. <laughs> like you really gotta fuck with them, and torture them, and make them anxious and scared for that to happen. So you can't really just just do that. Like they're really nice, but snakes, you can startle a snake and get bit. It might not be big teeth. It might not be a fucking six foot python. But it's enough to be like, <laughs> it's enough to be like, I don't want to hold it. I don't want to hold it. No 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 no. I'm afraid to go in there. <laughs> I'm afraid to feed it. Give me the long, extra long tweezers so I can feed this thing. I don't want to come near it. I have been bit by the snake and by Jim. By he, Jim, yeah. He thought I, I held a bug wrong and he thought my finger was part of the bug. <laughs> so he... He made you bleed and <laughs> took a little bit of your skin. Yeah, but he didn't mean it. It's so cute too because they don't really look like they have teeth. <laughs> they just look like they have like like like... Like Kermit the Frog Muppet mouths, they look. <laughs> yeah. like. That's really what they look like. It's just like these, mur, 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 mur. just these flaps that open teeth. and close. Really tiny, sharp teeth, and they shed it with their, uh, they shed it with their, um, they with do. their skin. Yeah, the back rows, the the back six or eight teeth or something, is permanently in their jaw. But the front stuff that comes off when they shed, they shed that out too. Huh. Yeah, they get they grow new sets of teeth consistently. So if they're mi- ever missing a couple front teeth, they'll come back. I noticed that with Jim before. Like, he was actually missing teeth every once in a while. Like, what the fuck? He's missing teeth. He must not be healthy. And then later, I look again, I'm like, he has teeth again. <laughs> I looked it up online. They, they regrow teeth, like, constantly. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like the same stuff as their scales, basically. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Uh, but they are really sharp. They are very sharp. I've gotten, I got nicked by the, by that, that baby. We have two of them and they're, they're, one of them is really bright red and the other one's kind of darkish brown with a slight greenish hue to it. Very slight brownish green kind of foresty hue to it. 
Uh, I guess it's more of like a yellowish brown than anything, but it just feels like green sometimes when you look at it as a whole. Yeah. All the colors mixed, you know. No names. The red one and the dark one. <laughs> and Jim. We're right now when we're doing this podcast, we're actually sitting on the couch, and in front of us is a wall of lizards. So it's easy to keep talking about them because they're all right in front of us and they're all doing things right now. Like while I was saying this, the red one was just eating a bunch of food, uh, greens, and Jim has come out of his cage and his beard is turned all black because he's showing off. They do this to show off and be territorial. And, uh, and, and, and he's bobbing his head and shit like that. He just come out and starts being an asshole. And at first it was okay and it was really cute, but now we've noticed it's like he's just like... He's, I, I wouldn't say stressing himself out because he's not really showing signs of stress, but he's constantly out here, like, strutting his stuff. <laughs> like, that's what they do. It's, like, for their territory. They go around their area with the beard black and, like, this is my zone. Fuck off, everyone else. He could even be doing it to us. He could be doing it to us, too. But I know that he's doing it because he knows full well by now that there's two other bearded dragons in this house, at least. He yeah. might even be suspicious that there's a conspiracy of there being more. Because maybe he didn't recognize it, and they've grown, so they look different and stuff. So maybe there's like, oh, fuckload of people. Oh, my God, I'm not alone. <laughs> He's like, holy shit, there are others. And suddenly these, like, instincts are awakening in him. Like, you just look into his eyes, and you hear these tribal drums starting to play. <laughs> in the background, like, <laughs> and his eyes are starting to come back to him. The jungle. <laughs> he's not from the jungle, but, <laughs> but he says, like, I remember where I am from. <laughs> my heritage, my family. I must return. <laughs> and then he's become, a, his beard has become jet black right now. <laughs> it's really funny to see. He just puffs it out. It becomes black. And he just stands there displaying it like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. You see in this? What? <laughs> what, bitch? Do something. <laughs> and the other ones, they wave. They just kind of wave back. They literally wave their arms. And a lot of lizards display this behavior. It's not just bearded dragons. It's a lot of different lizards. They do this waving and bobbing shit to each other. Like, almost all of them. Like, any of the ones that had these flat heads like this, they tend to do this. Like you don't see... Like, uh, iguanas don't really do it. Oh... You know, they got this long, yeah, yeah, but a lot of these flat-headed kind of ones do this. It's just like, they all must have come from the same family of some, in some, some way or some form or something. I don't fucking know. Anyway, that's enough about bearded dragons. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you are a big gardening nut. And that's the way I wrote it down on the sheet, so that's what I'm going to call you right now, you gardening <laughs> nut. How many plants do we have in this house right now? Oh, many. Over a hundred, I think. There are over a hundred plants in this 40 square meter apartment. 39 square meter apartment. A lot of succulents. A lot of cuttings. A lot of succulent cuttings. A lot of succulent cuttings as well. And, yeah... I've, I've kind of lost track of how many there are. We have a lot of plants. Like, half of this house is reserved for, like, this whole garden zone. There's an indoor garden and an outdoor garden. Everywhere where sunlight hits is a plant. Yeah, basically. Anywhere where sunlight will hit, there is a plant. Ready to absorb <laughs> that light. And we even are using the bearded dragon light as a source. <laughs> For plants, like in between these two cages, there's quite some light shining. So, 
we and they're like really good mercury vapor uva and uvb lamps and stuff and they give off a nice warm light with a couple different spectrums and we put these we put a spider plant back there what is it, a draconia thing back there mm, cordyline oh cordyline and and <laughs> don't go pretending you know what the plant's name oh right are. sorry but <laughs> I'm, I'm always mixing up my draconias and cordylines and this purple one it's called purpleonius <laughs> it's planticus it's the same kind of plant only different color Icus. Icus. Uh, <laughs> and a rock. And a planticus. And it confuses that baby bearded dragon a little bit, because sometimes she's like, I kind of want to go be there with those plants and taste them and eat them, but she can't get there, so she's just kind of like bumping into it all the time. Like, well, that <laughs> rock looks nice. I would like to climb that rock. I would like to go on that rock. And but she can't, because there's a glass in the way. Uh, <laughs> but I made uh, that area kind of flow into her cage by yeah. putting plants in see her that. cage there. Yeah. So she got that... But she's, she's also like... In a sense, she has like a little wall there of privacy. Yeah. And it's not just the white thing, the white wall and stuff. There's stuff there. It's nice. Yeah, she's surrounded. She hangs out there for sure. She's doing it now. She's adorable because she's rubbing her face on her log. She has like this half of a log that's hollowed out and she's on top of it just rubbing her face all over it because I guess she's shedding or starting to shed around her mouth a little bit. So as you can hear, we are slightly obsessed with bearded dragons. <clears throat> and that's how, so that's plants. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so basically anything, any hobby of mine is more of an obsession. It, well, that's it went how it works. a little works. bit too far with the plants and a little bit too far with the bearded dragons. And yeah. But, but it's not, I really enjoy this though, because I, I like it because like if you're going to do a hobby, do it right, you know, like, yeah. hey, I want to play a guitar and stuff, so get a nice guitar and an amp and fucking start shredding, you know, like, and what she does, like, I like gardening, so I'm going to like get all these different <laughs> kinds of plants and get them all watered, all according to the different ways that I want them watered, that they need to be watered and shit, there's so many different plants to keep up on. There's been a couple times when you were away and I had to like water your plants and oh, stuff and that was a hassle. Is really a hassle, but it's I can't help it. I don't know what they need and stuff, and I'm not gonna spend. And it already it's like a 45 minute effort to give everything what they need. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It's fucking crazy. To like do properly, to do the plants yeah. is a thing in this house. It's not just la 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 water the three plants. There's a hundred <laughs> plants. A lot of them are in these really tiny shot glass size pots. There's like a, like 50 of these in a row, and you gotta give them. Little bits of water, individual, but don't careful not to drown them. And there's so many, and you got this big thing. Uh, sucks. And they're all different and need a different amount of water. Yeah. Well, I remember you Jeez. watering the plants and me giving you instructions about which one you should or shouldn't water, and you being like, no, no, I'll remember, I'll remember. And then I come back and completely. I watered the, everything. I, and the wrong plants. <laughs> and like the one plant that needed it didn't get any water because it was kind of hidden. <laughs> it was a nice try though I appreciate the effort I remembered to Plant actually murderer. do it I remember <laughs> that's the thing that's my prison name <laughs> Plant Face Killer <laughs> but I know I, I, I really uh, I'm bad at it except for my weed plants which went pretty well yeah they uh... but that's one kind of plant so I know how to deal with that one kind of plant they are a weed so it's not like they're challenging like the, you don't have to like coax them into growing they just they, do it they challenged my uh, my patience they fucked the balcony up and I apologize for that because I also hated it I did not expect them to grow that big <laughs> I shouldn't have planted them in April and let the balcony and the sun take take its course because that allowed a huge vegetation time of like six seven months of vegetation 
and then the three, four months of, uh, or two, three months of uh, flowering. It's fucking crazy how long it took. We had such a big forest on our balcony that it was actually dark in this house. It was impossible to access the balcony. There was no going out there unless you really needed to. Going out to water the plants was a hassle. You had to crawl on your hands and knees and actually adjust the pots a little bit just so you wouldn't disturb the branches too much and break them. And I did even break a couple branches, which is too bad. But, like, there was still... I have so much weed right now. It was so fucking worth it. I haven't had to go to a coffee shop in forever, and weed has been getting expensive. Like, every year, weed prices go up. Like, and I'm one of these guys that buys the same kind of weed every time from the same three or four coffee shops, so I know what the prices are. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're buying cigarettes. You pay six fifty all year. You notice when it goes up $0.10. Cents, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it happens. And, and here, when they raise the prices, they just raise it like one euro, two euros, and just suck their dick. That's it. Who cares? I'm not gonna, What are you going to do? Complain? Go somewhere else. Fuck off. Buy something cheaper, you cheapskate. You want to smoke it or not? That's how they deal with it, basically. There's no... There's like, can you move along? we got a line full of people who don't care about the extra two euros. <laughs> you know, it's that. And there's no special tax or anything to it. They just decide to raise the price. Hey, whatever. It was harder to grow it this year, so this is how much it costs now. It's like, fuck. Well, I paid... How much, I think I could not have invested more than 100 euros in, in my whole plant growing scheme this time. Could not have been more than 100 euros, including the pots, the dirt, uh, the nutrients, which I got for free. Uh, and one of them I paid a little bit for. Uh, the seeds were like a 20, 30 euro, or like a 30 or 40 euro venture. I think I spent about 100 euros. And I have way more than 100 euros worth of weed, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like the payoff, like I have tons of like basically those big mayonnaise jars i don't know what to compare them to like in the states but like just these large jars you know like they're quite large big around like mason jars i guess you can call them it's the same size as as your as your average mason jar that people use for canning fruits and shit like that these large mason jars i have like when this is all said and done all together including what i've already smoked at the 12 of these big ass jars that is a lot of fucking weed i mean a lot that is a whole lot of weed. It is, uh, and two different kinds too. I have like a, a, a solid indica and then like a pure sativa as well, which was so much more effort to grow, but the payoff was so big. They grew these fat, fat nugs. It was so worth it. And, and my final plant, I've let it go extra long, uh, mostly because of laziness and then partially because I'm actually interested to see the results and how, how these two plants differ. And I've also done a partial harvest of this final plant. Uh, it's dry now and I guess it's ready to go into jars to start curing and the other part of the plant is going to get harvested this weekend I guess and uh, then we're going to see uh, what happens with all these different types of weed and, the, and, I, and then I've learned a lot basically I've learned a lot on how to do it the next time I do it it's going to be even better I'm going to do some micro grows inside a small cabinet and, and control their, their vegetation and flowering periods and, and harvest them at will and, and carefully prune them to make these small little plants and stuff like that i think it's going to be a lot cooler this year and next year instead of uh what i did this year it'll be a lot less stressful on the limited space we already have in the house so yeah sorry about that honey <laughs> yeah it was a bit too much it was a bit too just much just a bit it especially because a... it's now december and one of the plants is still up yeah it's but that's the thing that the seed package said it would take that long it said i would be harvesting in december and what That's was the thing, it? like it swore, it said to me, and I was like, nah. In, in July, you were telling me, oh, baby, just two more months, and we'll have yeah. the balcony back. Yeah. It, we have the balcony back. There's one plant that's almost all the way done, so there's plenty of space there. It's not really in the way. It's like up at the ceiling, taking up space. It's actually kind of cool looking there a little bit. Yeah. If it were fuller with vegetation, 
then it would it would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you could just let it grow. We can try making a marijuana house plant. You can cleverly prune it to do so. They'll last for a few years. Yeah. They will live for a few years and they'll keep giving off buds every year. Maybe next time. Yeah, if you ever want to, we can try doing it. Make the big stalk like this and then, you know, every year. Mm-hmm. But really prune it, not treat it like a weed plant and make it go as bushy as possible. Just prune it like a bonsai tree. Like, take away its branches and stuff. And here you are just like, uh-huh, yeah. No, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dream on. Uh, fuck me. Okay, 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 okay. Um, there's a subject that we haven't talked about a lot in the past few episodes, but it's somebody who I've been wanting to grow as a, as a character and, and further enticed to get on this show as well. And that's, of course... Everybody's favorite mysterious man of mystery, the ubiquitous Misha. <laughs> All the crazy stories about Misha. There is, like, okay, so Misha is this guy, to anyone who hasn't listened, this, if this is your first podcast, if you haven't listened to the first few, Misha is this guy that pretty much everyone in my friend of my friends knows, even people who don't know, like, I have a friend who knows none of my other friends, but somehow he also knows Misha. You know, it's it's one of these things. One of these guys that like a little kind of almost everybody knows this guy. Or like maybe maybe they don't know him by name, but if you describe him for a few seconds, they're gonna be like, oh that guy. He's just kind of known about town a little bit. He's he's, <laughs> yeah. So everyone has this idea about him and stuff. And I'll tell you this: every person, every every girlfriend I've ever had, has had a mm, distaste for Misha. Not not the favorite person in the world. I like know? him. You like Misha, and that's how I know, like, this is one of the good ones. This is how I know she's the keeper. I'm going to marry this one. I well, love you. Because you like Misha. Because you're able to see that Misha's actually an okay guy. But the problem is that Misha looks like Misha. And that's as far as most people, most girls I've ever dated would take it with Misha. Like, oh, look at him. He looks like fucking wild hobo man. Yeah, so? Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. Oh, he stinks. Not really. I, your mind is creating the stink because you see him looking scraggly and stuff like that, and you think that he stinks. I you know, I've never it. smelled him that's unless it. he just put on his axe body spray. Uh, it, or and he, then I smell the axe. Yeah, that's that's like it. Like the, that's that's it. But he doesn't. But he, I've never smelled bo on the guy before in my life. No. Never once. I've known him for years. Never smelled bo. So that's always been a fabricated thing, and that's that fucking pisses me off when they do that shit. But he's a totally great guy, and you're the first girlfriend I've ever had who's ever met him and has been like, he's cool. Yeah, well, I hear lots of crazy stories about Misha, yeah. but I have only met him and seen him where he was just very nice, just cracking jokes. Uh, yeah. If he ever brings beer, he always makes sure I get one too. Yeah. And every once in a while, he just surprises me with a bag of chips. Well, yeah. you've won my heart. He does that too. You, you bring he's me food guy. and drinks. So. And he's always done that shit. He always offers beer and he always, always brings a bag of chips or something. Every fucking time. Sometimes he'd straight up bring champagne. Rumor is he would just steal it from the Albert Hein though. <laughs> Yeah. Like I've been, he, I would be like, I'd be chilling with him, playing video games. He'd be like, I'm gonna run to the store. Do you want anything? And I'm like, do I want anything? No. Like I'm thinking, like, man, you're broker than me. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want anything. No, that's cool, man. Is he sure? Maybe like some champagne or something. I'm like champagne. Like, what, you win the lottery? What the hell? No, just get some champagne. I'm like, all right. And then like I didn't know it, but 
I didn't know it from, like, he never told me that he stole it. I found out about it from Sammy. Like, <laughs> I found out, he's like, I was like, I was like, I was joking. I was like, he brought fucking champagne one day. How nice is that? He goes, yeah, he steals that. <laughs> he steals that shit. <laughs> what? Oh, god damn it. And then he bikes to my house. What if the fucking police followed him? God damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a whole police raid because of one That's bottle so of funny. champagne but like one time I went to the store with him and he got champagne and stuff like that but he like did not go to check out with me like he just totally dodged me and like went and did check out on his own at some point like way earlier before I was done with my shopping and waited outside or elsewhere and stuff for me I was like oh you're done quick he's like yeah and I it still didn't make the connection that he stole because I'm fucking naive <laughs> <laughs> But it's fun, but it's all, but it's just like, dude, we walked in together. I was having conversations with you, man. Like, you're making me look like a co- accomplice, you know? Like, like if they, if they, I'm sorry, but if they like pull us aside, I'm gonna totally like, I'm gonna, I have nothing to do with this, you know? I'm gonna be shocked that you stole. I swear to God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them any information they fucking want, you know? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a part of this. <laughs> uh, Misha might have done some uh, crazy <coughs> but I like him because he's always very nice and polite yeah I think Misha just used to be a lot wilder he has his moments and we haven't gone out and partied with him you haven't gone out and partied with him no Misha will party hardy I believe that nothing's taboo to Misha there's nothing he won't put in his nose <laughs> or mouth <laughs> he, is a, he is a party machine and he will still do that you are like, hey, Misha, you want some speed? You'd be like, ooh. <laughs> he would do that. He'd go, ooh, ooh. Every time, <laughs> this is one thing I love about Misha. Every time we pass him a joint, he's go like this. He goes, ooh. <laughs> every time, every t- you can pass him seven times in the joint. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a piece of candy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> mm, num, 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 num. <laughs> he's great. Another, another cool thing about Misha, he has never hogged a joint. He's always too short on the joint. When you roll a joint for you and him to smoke, you smoke a bunch of it, you pass it to him, he takes like two puffs and hands it back to you. Like, that's the pace that he smokes at. So you're supposed to just kind of be doing like two puffs and pass it back and forth. So you both get a lot or something like that. But I've always been just like, take a few relaxed drags of it and enjoy it for a minute, then pass it, you know? Yeah. And then you take a few, have it for a few minutes so I can take a breather. I don't want to do this power smoking back and forth shit, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like fucking crazy. It's, uh,. That's heavy. Like, that's how I can get really high, is if you do power smoking. Yeah. If I go stand outside at the balcony of the window and just, like, okay, let's get this joint over with it. It's just like, ugh, I can't finish it, you know? But if I smoke it slowly, I could take it over time, you know? I'm a joint. I only need one puff and I'm out. Would you like a puff of this joint? No, thank you. <laughs> Would you like a piece of this cookie bar? Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'll, uh... So this is uh, this is why I wanted to bring this up because you are one of the people that has a different view of Misha. Like all the other people that we've had, like Kuhn and Nicolene, of course, to talk about Misha, we've also said that he's not a bad guy, he's cool and stuff. He's our friend. That's the first thing and foremost. So if we ever talk shit about him, you got to remember he's our friend. But everyone has have some has some kind of like you know embarrassing stories. You know, like I have some photos that I took of him just from uh, last summer actually. It was at the Flavo Park, and it was me and a bunch of other people, Kuhn, and a bunch of this like extended friend group people, because there's kind of like a circle of friends that always hang out with each other in these people, a lot of them. And uh, Misha showed up quite late. It was already getting dark in the summer, so he showed up late, and, and he was already very drunk. And, and he proceeded to just like go lay down on the picnic blanket that they laid out that used to have food on it, but not really anymore. It was kind of spread out a little bit and stuff. He's like, ooh, blanket. So he just <laughs> laid down on that. 
crossed his legs, laid out flat like a worm on his back, and just with his hands behind his head, you know, and, and just had sunglasses on at night. The sun was still kind of up at the time, so he had his sunglasses on and it was still relevant, I guess. And then and then he laid there and his sunglasses stayed on and it was pitch black. Well, what everyone, including me, started doing was, like, cleaning up by taking all the food and plates and everything just stacked them on him. So I have this photo somewhere of, of Misha just completely stacked with food and cups and stuff like that and, like, drinks with, with drinks in them, like, on his forehead and shit like that. And, like, this guy is a pro. He woke up and was just, like, Opened his eyes and looked around and just kind of realized it. And he was like, slowly took the things off his arms, got the thing off his forehead, and that was it. It was just like, hmm. <laughs> just went back to it. <laughs> he only took off the things that were necessary to get the thing off his head. And then went, <laughs> was just like smiling like, yeah. He was just smiling and nodding like, good one, guys. And then just went back to sleep and let it ride. He just let it stay there. <laughs> That's Misha. He's a party animal. He's fun to have around. Sometimes he can get a little too crazy, which is why we don't really have plans for New Year's, do we? No. We can we can do whatever Misha does. If you want, you want to go do whatever Misha does cuz he's just going to try he's just going to go crazy, get drunk and party somewhere and light off fireworks. It might be with Sammy. Yeah. We can have sure. one of these New Years getting drunk at Sammy's house and stuff cuz I'm pretty sure he's going to do a thing. Stuff that's going to happen for sure. So it's a uh, you know, that's that's a it's a big uh, possibility. Also, the Latai Christmas party. I don't know exactly what day it is, though. That's the thing. So it might coincide with our Christmas plans. Are they going to actually have the party on Christmas? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I have to ask Sammy or just scroll through my messages to find out which date it was again. But he said, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's happening. And there's going to be free booze, free Ooh. food, Ooh. music. And the whole Latai is going to be filled with all the employees of Latai and their friends and family. And everyone's going to be getting fucked up. I've seen uh, Sammy's stepdad drunk as fuck with, like, a mop bucket on his head dancing on the counter of Latai. <laughs> like, I've seen that kind of shit. Like, th- it gets pretty wild. If you stay there late, everyone gets pretty ugly drunk <laughs> over the hours. Like, there's a point where hard liquor gets broken out, and they're making cocktails for the rest of the night, and everyone's just getting really fucked. That it's, sounds like a good plan. It's a really great thing, but hopefully it doesn't coincide with the Christmas thing with your family, because that's the other thing that we're doing. This is also on the agenda here that we're talking about, Christmas oh. with your family, your crazy, awesome family. They're very <laughs> nice. I really like your family. They're all nuts. Like, also your dad's side of things. Yeah, well, they're from my family, so I, I think they're yeah. pretty normal. Yeah, you think they're pretty normal and stuff, but they're, but they're crazy in the sense that they're wacky and they got a lot of these, like, inside jokes and all this other stuff. They remind me of how my family kind of is, because my family's also a little wacky with each other and has a lot of inside jokes and shit like that. Except the difference is you guys are European and more touchy-feely. And Americans aren't really like that. You mean, like, how we hug? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> is that so weird? You know, I, I, it took. I don't know if it's just my family, but I think it is. It's not just my family. It's it's Americans in general, and this excludes ethnic families within the United States because, of course, the Latin American community is is more touchy feely and and stuff like that. Of course, but I'm talking like your regular white white Polish fifth generation americans or irish fifth generation americans like just american people i'm not sure if dutch people are like my family though because my my family is pretty close with each other well i've seen plenty of close families in the netherlands 
for sure. There's been plenty of times where I've been at the house with somebody or at their parents' house and how their parents are with them. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like I can get like the extended aunt and uncles and everyone's like, hey, everything's good times. You get to see your extended aunts and uncles and shit like that. No big deal, right? Everyone's lighthearted and stuff because, you know, you don't see them every day. But this is like someone they see every day lives in the house and stuff. And it's like, oh, I make you a sandwich. And then it's like the actual doting mother. Like the, the, the actual, like, oh, your friends are here. I will bring up drinks and cakes. You know, like this kind of shit. Like my mom has literally never done that when I had friends over. And the rare occasions that I would have friends over because it was just more like, ah, you don't want to go to my house. And that's painting the wrong picture too because my house is quite nice. My family was nice and pretty well-to-do. We weren't poor. There was a point where we weren't rich, that's for sure, and then there was a point where we, we became middle class, you know, like, yep. like we were fine. One we're not having like we're not we're not crying about bills, and we have a pretty good sized house. My family also isn't the family that will bring up cookies and uh, when you got visits. True, true, true. I wasn't talking about your family. I was saying that I've seen those families in the Netherlands quite a lot. And, I, like, I, the only reason why I say I know I've seen it is because every time I get that feeling, like, God damn it. But my family, <laughs> is, my family is kind of more, like, if there are cookies and you want some, they will yeah. get thrown across the room <laughs> and laughed if you get one in your eye. <laughs> yeah, okay. True. No, but, but the thing is, like, well, for example, when I go to your mom's house in Friesland, um, that we are always greeted with snacks and things, and there's always something. Even yeah. if she didn't go shopping for something, she finds something and busts it out. And like, oh, here's something we can bake, a little bread thing, and I have some of these. Here's some cheeses. You know, this kind of, like, this, always, every time. Yeah. You know? Well, we all like food. Yeah, well, I think every human being likes food. You know who likes food the most, though? Starving people mm. in third world countries. They love food. I don't know. I really like food. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go over there like, I'm sorry, I have never, I have not eaten in, in, in months. What? Yes, we very rarely have, it. oh, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> That's the best. Show you ever had like a nice steak? And like, oh, let me, let me show you my Instagram. It's filled with, like, let me show you some cool meals. <laughs> <laughs> this is delicious. You should make it sometimes. You see this one? It's a very large plate, but there's this tiny bit of thing. It's just a small piece of duck, and this is like some, just... All this is just flavors. You can taste all these interesting flavors and stuff like that. <laughs> but do you not do you not remain hungry? Oh, it's not about that. It's just about tasting the different things. <laughs> Explain that to like a starving tribesman. <laughs> explain yeah. Explain like um, Chef's Table, the Netflix series, to like a tribesman. <laughs> I want to see like real Chef's Table of like like actual like indigenous tribes. I want to see that. Like, the possum head is then buried underground for six months to let the spirits escape. <laughs> I want to see those recipes, but I want to see that shit. Surely there's a program about that. <laughs> so we have... Of course, we're doing Christmas uh, dinner uh, with both sides of uh, of Jean's family because we're... My parents are, like, mm, two, three thousand miles away. Uh and and they have no plans of coming over here anytime soon. <laughs> it's so cool what my little brother did, though. He was trying to save up. He saved up money to try and fly me out there, which actually right now technically I could do, but I'm not going to do it. 
just because there's too much to set up here in my application and all that other stuff. There's just so there's so much here still to do. And so I, maybe next year I'll go back for a visit or something like that. But I'm still holding true to what I said before on another podcast. I'm not going back to the United States until my family visits me. Come the fuck on. I'm five hours away from Paris. You're not going to have me go all the way back to Joliet to see you? Are you fucking kidding me? Why don't we go take a selfie in front of the Eiffel Tower or something? Doesn't that sound way cooler than going back to Joliet and, like, go see Carrot Top at the Rialto or something? Like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going back to Joliet. You're going to have to drag me back there. They're going to have to... They're going to have to deport me to Juliet, and then they're going to have to physically bring me to Juliet for me to go back there. No fucking way am I going back to that hellhole. Not if you're living in Europe. This place is awesome. To everyone who's so patriotic about America, you haven't tried living in Europe. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I have struggled financially, too. It's not like I'm just, like, some rich kid who just, like, over here just enjoying it. No, no, no. I've had to, I'm definitely, like, lower class. I'm having a way better time on average than I did any given day in the Midwest. For sure. Like, that is guaranteed. Like, if you're from the Midwest and you live in the, in the American Midwest and, and you've never been to Europe, please come here. Please come here and realize how much better it is. Like, you pay more taxes and shit, but oh my god, this is what you pay for. <laughs> you pay for having, like, a life and, like, you know, culture, uh, experiences, the ability to socialize with lots of people. Uh... <laughs> be within a stone's throw of many other vastly varying cultures with different languages and stuff uh it's it's kind of awesome it's way more interesting than being like i live in illinois but you know last summer i went to ohio Ooh, yeah ohio. Went, to, went to idaho the year before that got some potatoes uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about went to delaware potatoes. went to delaware and saw that statue of bill clinton he's from there that's Basically, all Delaware has. Uh, <laughs> so, how many hours away is that? From, oh, that's that's about a Paris drive, I'd say. <laughs> I don't think Delaware is extremely close to, to Illinois. I don't remember. I think it's like, it's it's northwest, and we're but midwest, but it's it's more west it's, than it's us. It's kind sure. of from Amsterdam, just going to Paris, and yeah, it's it's far, it's, a ways. it's a ways. It's a ways. It's a it maybe to Barcelona. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a ways. Because the United States is big. It's big as fuck. You don't think about that. Like, okay, this state's next to this one. Yeah, but the distance to get there is a really long time. Like, when I drove to the Bonnaroo Music Festival, I basically drove an L. I could have done a diagonal and gone through Indiana. It probably would have been better. But I drove an L. So I went south all the way down through the tip of Illinois, at the very southern tip of Illinois. Then, And then also broke through a little bit of Kentucky. Because Kentucky's this long thing. And then under that begins Tennessee. And then from Tennessee, I just started going straight east, all the way to the eastern tip of Tennessee, uh, where the festival was being held. And then I did the L back, which is fucking dumb. I could have gone like this and saved like <laughs> several hundred miles. <laughs> but, and it, but it was like altogether like an eight or nine hour drive with traffic by myself, 18 years old, 19 years old. Yeah, you're in Spain. Yeah, the difference is being in Spain and shit. Yeah, but then I would have been in Sp- Yeah, I would have gone to Spain. But I was also seeing that big of a difference of temperature change as well because it was hot as fuck in July in, in Tennessee. Oh my God, in the southeastern tip of Tennessee, it was hot as balls and humid. Not humid, fucking muggy. And the whole day you just hear the, cic- the cicadas going, ee- 
you know, those bugs that just make yeah. that noise all day everywhere you go. It was so warm that you just saw like a haze in the distance. Like the, the, the air was rippling in the distance from the heat of this field. It was so fucking hot at that festival. And like the second day of it, also, it started raining periodically. It was doing like these sporadic rain showers in the middle of a heat wave. So it was just getting more and more humid and more and more and more and more humid. I actually had to break from my tent and go to my car and get in there and turn on the air conditioning and just chill there and run the gas for a while. Like, oh my God, I'm going to die. It was fucking heat. It was bad. Uh, it's a beautiful country, though. America's cool. It's and I can't wait to go there with you. It's going to be so much fun. It's very pretty. And there's a lot to see and there's a whole lot of ugly shit, too, though. But, Yeah. You know, suburbs and shit. Suburbs everywhere is not much to look at. You see one suburb, you've seen them all. That's for sure. Like, in any state you go to, it's pretty much the same with all the new buildings and stuff. It's all the same. I was, uh, I don't even remember what the town was called, but it was in Texas. Yeah. Somewhere near the coast. And basically, if we were to ask directions to somewhere, we would ask if we were able to walk there. They were like, no, 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 that's way too far. <laughs> and it just turned out to be a 10 or 15 minute walk. It... Several times, people, no, 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 you definitely need a car for that. Well, probably because they've never walked there, so they couldn't tell you how long it would be. <laughs> Probably. And did you walk down a sidewalk, or did you have to walk across on the oh, dirt no, alongside of? Yeah, it's, that's probably why they said you shouldn't walk there because you're going to be going well, down a dirt road and shit no, to get no, there. No, no, we had places to walk, but it was definitely not built for pedestrians. Yeah, exactly. And but that's also probably not why. for people uh, on a bike. There's a lot of people like you're, saw, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> there, I saw one bike. <laughs> a bicycle. They're like, what the. Fuck, is their drive pulling by in their <laughs> Ford F450? Just like, <gasps> have you seen the F450s? Are those those ones with like the four wheels in the back? <laughs> those pickup oh trucks, those big ass ones that are raised really tall. I rode in one of those in Austin, Texas. It, Texas is cool. But yeah, the the longest part of the walk was crossing just parking lots. Just parking lot yeah, after yeah, parking yeah. lot. That's how it is in the States, too. If you get stuck, if you, if the place is so busy that you got to park in the back of the parking lot, that sucks dick. Because also the parking lot is black on a heat wave, and you <laughs> and you can feel it emanating from the ground when you're walking across it. And you have to walk across this this basically like asphalt lava jungle to get all the way to into the air-conditioned store. But that feeling when you walk into that, that Kmart, oh... You just want to go in there and buy as much as you can so you don't have to walk through that parking lot again. And it's open 24 hours. I love that. There was a time when I was younger in the States. It was maybe like a year or two before I left for the States. Uh, or before I left for Europe. Uh, I, I got... I had finally found... I had always wanted it as a kid. It was like... I was I was like an up-and-coming like wannabe hippie basically because I was getting into fish and Grateful Dead and smoking weed and all that shit. And like... I just hear about LSD and all this stuff, and like, oh, I want that, but where do you find LSD in the Midwest? <laughs> you know, you, there's nobody, people even know what that shit is, like, and it's thankfully so, because cops don't know how to identify that shit, because they just never see it, you know, so they don't know what that shit is, like, and, and so, like, I took, I found acid, I actually got a hold of somebody through, and it was like the weirdest miracle, so yes, brace yourselves, I'm going to tell an LSD story from like 20 years ago, so... <laughs> <clears throat> no, not 20 years. We're more like 15, 16 years old, because that would make me 12. 
That's very boring okay, I was, in the Midwest. I, was, I had to have been like 21, 23 years old. Okay, so this is this was like 10 years ago. Okay, the long this is I've 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 changed a lot since. <laughs> Let's say that, and I'm pretty sure that LSD was part of that change. Okay, so I found a connect in LSD out of nowhere, and it was such a weird way too because it was somebody I used to work in a liquor store, uh, a very small mom and pop liquor store. In, in the Midwest, in this in this stupid little strip mall that had, like, a Subway sandwiches and stuff like that, and a strip mall liquor, and a, and a small, crappy bar, and then just in the middle of the suburbs. And it was owned by this guy who also owns an Italian deli next door and shit. Like, it was so mom and pop, okay? So I ran this place. Every once in a while, we would get teenagers coming in trying to buy cigarettes off me. I never let them do it just because I'm like, fuck off, because I don't want to get in trouble for it, but also, like, I like saying no. I enjoyed to say no to these assholes. Like, fuck you guys. Like, not, not, you're not getting it for me. Try a gas station. Somebody who doesn't care. Like, try someone else. Don't, don't fuck us over. Do it to a corporate place. You know, like not the mom and pop place. It's going to get yeah. shut down from this fine. Cause it's a big ass fine. It's huge. And, and I have to pay it. That was the agreement I signed in my work contract as well. I have to pay. It. If, if I, if I sell cigarettes to a minor and get caught because they do stings very regularly in the States for this stuff. Uh, if I sell cigarettes to a minor, uh, I am responsible for paying that fine on top of being fired. It's just going to get docked for my paycheck, basically. And, uh, yeah, and, and then I'll be end up being fired if, if I'm not a great employee anyway. Or if I just, if it just happens, they fake ID'd me and I didn't check it good enough or something like that, my mistake, okay. But if it was like I just blatantly did it and got caught in a sting, then, yeah, then I'm fucked. But, and, and I never did it, except one time. This one guy came in. And he bought drinks and all this other stuff and everything. And, and I was playing PSP and I had fish on on the radio and stuff. And this guy, it was a kid who had like lip rings and stuff. He looked like he was over 18. He looked like he could buy cigarettes. And he was like, uh, uh, he's like, oh, fish, cool, I love fish. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. cool. I really love like sitting here eight hours a day and just being able to put on fish concerts all day. Cool, cool, man, cool, man, cool. Yeah, hey, can I get a pack of cigarettes? I'm like, yeah, sure. Didn't even think about it. He's like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, thank you so much for selling these to me. And I was like, oh, are you underage? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I was, I was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, is he, do you like LSD? <laughs> this was the next thing he said, because I was about to be like, man, I really can't sell this to you. Like, I'll take the pack and I'll have bought it and it'll be mine, but I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I'll give you the money back. No, it was, uh, I, he's like, do you like LSD? And I was like, well, I've never tried it before, but I've been looking for it for years. And he's like, I'll be back in like three hours. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And he's like, he's like, just wait. When do you close? It's like this at this time. He's like, I'll be back in like three hours. I'm like, okay. Sure enough, he came back with like two or three tabs. I had to buy them because he had a connect that he knows really well. He just went and got it for me. And then he gave me his number and then he became my acid connect for like just a few months because eventually like, okay, it turns out this was the rumor. The rumor was there is a guy in a college or a university in Illinois, maybe university of Illinois. I don't know who, I don't know what it was from a university He's a professor there, and he had all the equipment for making LSD and more because it's a real straight-up chemistry yeah. wing of a college, right? His daughter, he used to make LSD back in the day when it was still legal before they legislated it. So he, he was always interested in chemistry because of that. I guess that's what sparked his interest, and he became a professor. His daughter knew about that, too, and they're hippies together. So apparently he's probably made LSD in, 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 around her because she knew how to do it, too. She started making it, and he kind of breaking batted her a little bit and, like, tutored her a little bit on how to do it and stuff like that. Well, apparently, just because – just the fact of someone like me knowing that story was enough for him to tell her that they need to cut it on the whole operation because word was getting out the actual kind of cool story of, of how this acid has come to be, and he cut it. He made it stop, 
and there was no more, and then it dried up. There was just no more LSD anymore in that area after that, because that was the one. There was no LSD in 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 the Midwest, in Illinois, in 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 that part of Illinois, like the Southwest suburbs, where maybe in Chicago, but nobody's distributing it to the fucking suburbs. Like it's like it's such a niche drug in the states. Nowadays, it's becoming more hip, right? But ten years ago, it was it was one of those things like. Like cassette tapes, you know what I mean? Like some people still listen to them, but you know, it's like we've moved on to bath salts. You know, like, we've moved on. <laughs> we got ecstasy now. We got other shit, you know. Shrooms are much more easy to get a hold of in, in Illinois. We have a lot of cow pastures and stuff like that, so shrooms are a thing I found many times in the states. So I took acid one day. <laughs> uh, in in this uh, after at that day, I took acid. I had two of them, and I and and I had a girlfriend at the time who did not want to try it. And she ended up taking it later and uh, with me another time. Really enjoyed it, and we took acid a bunch of times together and stuff. Anyway, that's besides the point. But this time I did it alone, and what I had done was, okay, I guess I'm going to go to you know just hang out. I'm listening to fish concerts and stuff. So I'm sitting in the house listening to fish concerts. Cool. I was like maybe I should. This is amazing. I'm tripping balls, and and I've already done mushrooms, so I'm kind of experienced in it anyway. You know. And uh, so I'm just enjoying it. I'm like, I'm going to go out for a walk. So I decided to go out of the suburbs for a walk. I'm walking through the neighborhoods, chill zoning, having fun, got my headphones on, music, found a quiet patch of grass to lay on, you know, near some park and stuff. I was laying there staring at the stars, swirling around, tripping balls. Like, oh, this is amazing. I'm thirsty and hungry. Fuck it. I'm going to go to the store. So I decided to go to, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Kmart or big Kmart, but it's another one of these big box stores that has literally everything from clothes to car stuff and tires and oil changes to groceries, everything. It was like a big Kmart, but it's called Meyer. Okay. So we had this big Meyer. I went in there. It's a 24 hour store as well. This was, mind you, after that liquor store had closed, it was already late at night. It was after midnight, maybe one in the morning I was going there tripping balls like well peaking walked from the pitch black darkness of this giant parking lot into well fluorescent lit you know like <laughs> gigantic superstore it was like a maze there's a there was a i found my chips and whatever i wanted to eat my drinks and stuff and there was a point where i found the patio furniture section and i saw some really comfy shit and i was very enticed to try it out and i did and I was actually sitting there in one of these fucking awesome chairs. And like, wow, I would love to have this in a backyard if I had it. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> coasting into this chair, tripping balls at one in the morning with a bag of chips and like a Mountain Dew unopened, just chilling there, laying back. Like, this feels right. And an employee walks by, my age, maybe younger. He just walks by, looks at me, and just smiles and nods. <laughs> he must have thought I was just stoned out of my gourd, you know? But, like, again, they don't know acid, you know? Yeah. And so he just stoned out of my... He thought I was stoned. And I was just like... <laughs> and he just kept walking. And so I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Before <laughs> I get in trouble. So I got up, I bought my shit, and I left. Then I'm like, oh, fuck, I need cigarettes. Could have bought them in that place, but I'm like, I'm not gonna go back in. I've already alerted that place to my presence. I need to go somewhere else. Across the highway from there, not highway, but it's like... One of these really busy four-lane streets with a crosswalk. Across that is a gas station. So tripping balls, I make my way over to that gas station. For a while, I sit outside it. Like, okay, I gotta mentally prepare myself for, for talking to this clerk to buy cigarettes. I walk... <laughs> this is this is gonna get crazy. I walk into this gas station. 1.30 in the morning or so. There's this guy who looks like he's cool. He's got a big beard, long hair. He looks like he digs metal probably smokes the herb and shit like that. He looked like a hippie, but maybe metal guy and stuff, but he's got his gas station clothes on, his clerk outfit on, behind the glass and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I need a pack of, of camels or whatever. And so he gives me that, and I was like, 
And he's looking at me funny, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm just, I'm tripping balls right now. That's what I said to him straight up. And he's like, okay. And she said it just like that, like, okay. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. And then I just walked off and left. Okay? So that guy was just kind of like, what the hell? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't entertained by it whatsoever. He was, he was like, fuck you. Like, I don't know if it was just like, maybe he does like that shit. And he was just like, I'm here working night shift. And you come in and tell me the good time you're having to buy a pack of cigarettes. Fuck you. I walk away and I go, actually the path back to my house from that gas station is going across my liquor store, the deli, all that shit. And also that bar that's there, which by now was closed and the bartenders are closing up. I'm feeling pretty good. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, all right, I went to a couple places tripping, whatever. It's all good, you know. And I'm gonna go into the uh, into uh, across this strip mall here where it's lit, so I'm not walking through the parking lot, get hit by a car, because I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. And then I go to this back. There's a back sidewalk that led between these house fences that actually led you to the street of my neighborhood. It's an awesome thing, and you can walk right through. It and I was at work. It was so close, badass. So I was gonna head for that. As I'm walking, I see on my left at the strip mall. Right next to me, right here is the window. It's the bar. And the people that I know that work there, and they're uh, closing up. I'm like, hey, like that. And they're like, hey. And I'm like, hey. And they're like, hey. And they're with their hands again. I'm like, hey. And the third time, and they're like, hey. And I just start doing this, like, funky walk. Like, hey, hey, hey. And just, like, a step. And I look at them like, eh. And then another step. And I'm like, eh. And another step, eh. And then I take a step backwards. Like, oh. Like, uh, this is, like, I'm there in a fishbowl when I'm walking across their movie screen is, like, what I felt like while I was doing. Like, hey, I'm there watching me as a movie. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And suddenly a light is shining behind me. I'm like, ah, like that, a light is shining behind me. I turn around, it's the fucking police shining their light on me with the car, with their cop car. And I'm like, I thought it was a spotlight. And I was like, ta-da! <laughs> That's the trick. I summon the cops. <laughs> So, so I, I'm like, oh shit! And then I turn around and I look at us, the cops, and I turn around and look back, and inside the bar, all the people in the bar are like, bah! they're all pointing and dying, laughing on the floor, laughing at me and shit. The cops are getting on, they're like, hey, uh, how are you doing this evening, sir? And I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. My pupils are as big as saucers and shit, but they're shining a light in my face, so thankfully it's probably shrinking them a bit, you know. And they're like, uh, they're like, oh, what's going on here? I was like, oh, I was like, like I know those guys. Uh, I was like, I, I, I work around here, so I know them. So I was just, I was just saying hi, just joking around and stuff. They're like, yeah, well, we got a report from a couple stores that there was uh, some of the gas station and somewhere else acting a little weird and stuff like that. So we just wanted to see, like, is that you or something? And, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I went to, a, I went to the store, got some. And they're like, you've been drinking tonight? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was walking I wasn't driving they're like are you driving I was like no 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 my house is just over there he's like okay you go straight home I was like okay okay I will I will I will and they're like alright you know have a good night <laughs> they must have been like oh we just scared the shit out of this guy <laughs> like he wasn't really doing anything wrong he's just drunk and a little silly you know but I was tripping balls and as close to you as I was to the police officers shining lights in my face like what are you doing it was really, it was like a heart attack. I went back to the home. I walked at like full speed, like speed power walking back to my house without saying a word. So I just walked back in the house, went downstairs into the finished basement where we had like, it was chill zone, you know, went there, went to the couch, grabbed the blanket, pulled it over my head and just, and just stood there underneath the couch, underneath the blanket, laying on the couch like this for like a full half hour. Just like, 
just waiting my, for my heart to stop pounding out of my chest because like okay two minutes ago I was surrounded by police officers after going to uh, establishments on acid like it's like oh my god oh my god and that was my like my one of my first that was my first acid trip it was amazing I had <laughs> such a good time I had so much fun. within a half an hour I was like all right all right, all right, all right, I'm fine. This isn't going any further than this. I'm cool. Put on some fish on my headphones again. You know, it was having a, I'm having a good time. It's chill. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and then I just rode out the trip for the rest of the night and stuff. The next day, though, I had to work at the same liquor store. Woke up in the morning, still tripping. Ooh. Yeah. Woke up in the morning, still tripping. Did not get very good sleep that night. When I say still tripping, I, I had to be there at like 7.30 in the morning to open. You know, and I took it at like, I took it at like midnight or something or one, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, it's still going by seven, you know, it's still, you're still seeing shit by seven. If you took good acid, seven, six, seven hours is not enough. <laughs> it's not enough for it to be over. Uh, I had to wait for, he, I didn't have my key yet. So I was waiting for the boss to come to open the store for me. And I was like, fuck, am I going to be working with him the whole day? I'm about to get fucked. You know, like he's going to, he's going to think I was drunk and hung over or something like that, you know? But he was just there to open the store for me, and then he left immediately, thank God. Because the rest of the day, I had such bad sleep, I was falling asleep at the counter. I actually had a customer wake me up. Like, <laughs> like, like straight up knocking on the on the counter that I had my head down. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, no problem. I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, I had no sleep last night. I'm like, I'm very sorry. <laughs> like, and they were a little disgruntled. Like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit like that. It was really hard to stay awake. And I swear to God, I was sitting there with my hand, with like my chin in my hands like this, looking straight forward. And all of the aisles of beer bottles, all the beer bottles were just swaying in the wind. Like, <laughs> like, like those coral noodles. You know, yeah. those undersea noodle anemone things that are just, <laughs> the, yeah, those things. It was, it was, it was really bad and it took several more hours before it happened. And then afterwards I was just mentally fried. I was really fried. And I was like, that was my first acid trip. And I remember very clearly the day after that, I called that dude up to buy some more of that acid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good trip though. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that's it for episode 10 of the Successful Comedy Podcast. I want to thank you very much for finally sitting in. You were reluctant. You didn't want to do it. Thank you so much. I made it through, though. I tried to make it easy for you. Carried a little bit. <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. You know, you're... <laughs> The polls are in. The audience loves you, and they want you uh, as the guest. Uh, There's one vote, and it's yours. <laughs> yeah, the polls are in. All the listeners have... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Next week we might have another guest, or if that doesn't pan out, it'll be me solo. In all seriousness, uh, I think it might just—it might even be me solo. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh,